RTHK, the news at one with Sean Kennedy. The headlines. The new director of the liaison office says he'll spare no effort in ensuring the steady implementation of one country, two systems. The Consumer Council warns that dating apps can come with hidden dangers, threatening users' personal data. And an economics professor says the mainland border of reopening should boost Hong Kong's retail sector by up to 50%. The new director of the liaison office, Yang Zhang Yan Zhong, says he'll try his best to learn about Hong Kong and love and serve the city. He said he would spare no effort in ensuring the steady implementation of one country, two systems. Mr Zhang was appointed to the post on Saturday. Speaking to reporters, he said he's confident that people will enjoy a better life as Hong Kong moves from stability to prosperity under the leadership of Chief Executive John Lee and the efforts of various sectors. President Xi Jinping has said Hong Kong has a great future with a splendid view. My understanding is Hong Kong has unparalleled conditions for success. As long as it stays on the right track, it will definitely have a bright future. The head of a pharmacist group says it's reasonable for the government to advise a quota for customers buying painkillers at pharmacies. Supplies of paracetamol have been scarce in recent weeks because of a surge in COVID cases. And the government said last week that 60 pills is a reasonable amount for adults. William Choi, who heads the Society of Hospital Pharmacists, says that about a week's dosage and people should see a doctor anyway if their fever or pain don't subside over that time. Another pharmacy trade representative said on RTHK that demand for painkillers has gradually fallen and there hasn't been a rush of mainlanders buying medication since the border reopened last week. The Consumer Council has warned romance seekers to protect their data while using dating apps. The Council analysed nine popular dating apps from October to December last year and found that all of them had preset permission to use account owners' personal data for marketing. Only three apps allowed users to opt out, while two required users to disclose up to 12 pieces of personal information at registration, such as name, date of birth and phone number. Here's Nora Tam, chairwoman of the Council's Research and Testing Committee. It's a dilemma because when you want to use these apps, you really want to get the right person for dating. And of course, you want to get the right person, you need to give them more information. And therefore, people do not mind to pay more to have a more filter. So you can see if you ask for more filter, and then you will pay more. But that you have a more perfect match. On the same time, when you give them more filter and apply for that, then you give out more of your personal information, including your salary, your assets, how much you have. An economics professor says the mainland border reopening should push the retail sector up by 50% over the the coming year. High-speed trains to the mainland resumed yesterday after a three-year break, while land border crossings reopened with a quote from January the 8th. Hong Kong-based Kevin Choi from Clemson University in South Carolina agreed with retailers that it would take some time for the sector to fully recover. For the whole year, I think uh, that's going to help at least more than 50%. I mean, just if you think about airline industry, I think there's a good benchmark. The airline industry, they claim that uh, within a year they can get something like 70% of the capacity resume. So from that perspective, the retail sector can do a little bit better. A woman has died after an industrial accident involving a candy-making machine. At about 8.30am, the woman was injured by the machine when working in an industrial centre in Chunwan. She was taken to Yanchai Hospital in an unconscious state and was later certified dead. Two people were killed and another 12 are missing after an explosion at a refinery and chemical plant in 
northeast China. State media reported that the explosion occurred yesterday afternoon at the Panjian Haoya chemical plant while workers were carrying out maintenance work. Panjian Haoya is an independent refinery and chemical producer in Panjin in Liaoning province. Turning overseas, Nepal has begun a day of national mourning for the victims of yesterday's plane crash, the country's worst airline disaster in three decades. At least 68 people died when the flight from Kathmandu plummeted to the ground as it approached the town of Pokhara. Here's the BBC's Rajini Vadyanathan. Yeti Airlines Flight 691 crashed into a gorge close to the tourist town of Pokhara minutes before it was due to land at the recently opened airport there. Some of the victims have been identified. As a nation mourns, some are asking if enough is being done to ensure the country's skies are safe. In the last few decades, hundreds have died in air crashes in Nepal. As families grieve, they also want answers. Joe Biden has become the first U.S. sitting president to deliver a Sunday sermon at Martin Luther King Jr.'s church in Atlanta. The speech marked the national holiday that celebrates the civil rights activists' life and legacy. Mr. Biden told the congregation there was still a lot of work to be done on economic justice and voting rights. He spoke of the need to redeem the soul of America. So often when people hear about Dr. King, people think of his ministry and the movement were most about the epic struggle for civil rights and voting rights. But we do well to remember that his mission was something even deeper. It was spiritual. It was moral. The NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg has promised that Ukraine will soon receive more heavy weaponry from Western countries. Members of the Ukraine Defence Contact Group, which coordinates military supplies, will hold a meeting in Germany next Friday. Raphael Loss from the European Council on Foreign Relations in Berlin said the gathering could mark the start of a European defence coalition to support Ukraine against Russia. Poland's president, Andrzej Duda, has said that Poland would be willing to supply roughly a company of German Stepper II battle tanks. And there's a discourse driven by Finnish parliamentarians. Voices from Denmark, Sweden and other European countries are chiming in here as well. And then we have the German political figures that are pushing the debate in Germany. If there is indeed a European coalition emerging, then I think German leadership would well be placed to bring together this coalition. A man in Britain has been arrested on suspicion of committing a terrorism offence in relation to traces of uranium found at a London airport in December. Police say the suspect, who's in his 60s, was detained after counter-terrorism police searched an address in northwest England and has been released on bail. The radioactive material was found last month in a shipment of scrap metal during a routine screening at Heathrow. A second Belgian member of the European Parliament has admitted they were given a paid-for trip to Qatar but failed to declare it. The socialist Mark Taraballa went on his free visit three years ago. He was among those whose homes were searched by police last month. Four other people have been charged with taking money from Qatar to influence the Parliament's decision-making. Officials in northern Burkina Faso say suspected jihadists have abducted about 50 women. The abductions happened in Arbinda in the Sahel region on Thursday and Friday, but news has just emerged as much of the area has been blockaded by Islamist militants. The BBC's Will Ross reports. 
Residents in Arbinda town said the women were out gathering leaves and wild fruits because of a severe food shortage in the area. They said 40 of them were seized by Islamist militants on Thursday and then on Friday 20 others were taken. A small number managed to escape. Arbinda has been hit hard by the jihadist insurgency. The roads in and out have been blocked by the jihadists. There's severe hunger and the humanitarian situation is desperate. Last month, protesters in Arbinda broke into warehouses to get food. The US says 1.7 million people in Burkina Faso have been displaced as a result of the insurgency. A Roman Catholic priest has been killed by armed gunmen and his body burned at his parish in northern Nigeria in an apparent Islamist attack. Another priest was shot in the shoulder as he tried to escape. The BBC's Kat Wiener reports. The body of Father Isaac Achi was found by police in the charred ruins of the rectory of Saints Peter and Paul Church in Niger State. Another Catholic priest, Father Collins Ome, was taken to hospital after the incident. He told local media that around 15 attackers had broken into the building and held the two men at gunpoint before shooting Father Achi in the chest and setting the building on fire. He said they had been shouting jihadi slogans. Some reports say Father Achi was burned alive. State police say an investigation into the attack is underway. There has been a rise in attacks on Christians by militant Islamist groups in recent months. Two Colombian brothers have been charged for their alleged involvement in the murder of Paraguay's top anti-crimes prosecutor last year. Marcelo Pecci was shot dead in front of his pregnant wife during their honeymoon in Colombia. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. Ramon and Felipe Perez, who are originally from the city of Medellin, were arrested on Saturday after two separate raids. Police believe they hired a gunman who shot Mr. Pecci on an exclusive Colombian beach last May. He was shot twice by a man who arrived on the island on a jet ski. Mr. Pecci had been investigating drug trafficking and money laundering by gangs that operate in Paraguay and other South American countries. Four other people have already been convicted for their involvement. Scientists measuring the grip of sloths say they were surprised to find that the tree-hugging mammals are significantly stronger on their left side than on their right. A team from the New York Institute of Technology was researching the way the brown-throated three-toed sloth used its long curved claws to cling on in the forest canopy when feeding. The scientists say more research is needed. Nearly a metre of fresh snow fell in California yesterday as the US state endured its ninth successive storm in a three-week period in which at least 19 people have been killed. An avalanche warning has been issued for the central Sierra and will stay in place until later today. Other parts of the Pacific state remain under threat of flooding. Japan has recorded higher-than-expected inflation in December, with wholesale prices rising more than 10%. It was the 22nd straight month of year-on-year rises in the Corporate Goods Price Index, which measures what companies charge each other for goods and services. It comes on the back of a historic fall in the value of the yen against the US dollar. Sport and teenager Chang Jun Chang has made history by becoming the first male Chinese player to win an Australian Open May draw singles match. The 17-year-old battled past Germany's Oscar Otter over nearly three hours and now faces a tough second-round encounter with either American 16th seed Francis Tiafo or another German, Daniel Altmaier. Chang is the youngest player in the men's draw. Two other Chinese players are competing in the men's event, Zhang Jishen and Wu Yibing. There are seven Chinese women in the singles draw, led by Zhang Shui, who's ranked 22nd in the world.
And Jennifer, Jessica Pagula and Coco Gulf fired early warning shots at the Australian Open with straight set wins. Informed third seed Pagula blitzed past 161st ranked Romanian Jacqueline Christian. Fellow American Coco Golf, seeded seven, was equally explosive, racing into the second round with a 6-1-6-4 thumping of Czech Katarina Sinia-Kova. In the English Premier League, Arsenal have stretched their lead to eight points after winning 2-0 in the London derby at Tottenham. A Hugo Lloris own goal and a Martin Odegaard strike gave the Gunners their first league win at Spurs in nine years. Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta says his team showed a lot of quality to seal the points. To play in this stadium against this team with the courage, with the determination, with the quality that we showed, it was very impressive from from the boys. But as well, we showed the other face that, um, especially when we have to dig in, and it's a shame because we didn't capitalize as well on another two or three big chances that we had. But uh, overall, extremely happy about the performance and, and the victory. Newcastle are back to third in the table after a 1-0 win over Fulham at St James Park. Their record signing, Alexander Isaac, scored the winner in, in, in the final minute of normal time. It was his first league appearance in September because of injury. Newcastle boss Eddie Howe says it was a big moment for the Sweden international. It was great to see both players combining together to score. It was a great moment for Alex. I'm really, really pleased for him. He's had a very, very difficult time here, coming here, a lot of expectation and... He's had to sit out and watch the team do very well. And now he's back, he wants to play a part and no better way to do that than scoring the winning goal. Chelsea got past Crystal Palace 1-0 to ease the pressure on manager Graham Potter. It was only their second win in 10 Premier League games. Germany's Kai Havertz was the match winner. You know, it's um, about sticking uh, about sticking together, all together, like the players, the fans, everyone, you know, from outside. It's not easy because we know we get a lot of pressure and, uh, of course, we take the responsibility for the performances, but um, it's not always that easy. So, yeah, um, I think in general it's just a, a strange year for us. South Korea's Kim Si-woo produced a barnstorming birdie-birdie finish to snatch a one-shot victory at the PGA Tour's Sony Open in Hawaii. The 27-year-old from Seoul clinched his fourth career PGA Tour title and the first for two years after carding a, a second straight six under par 64 at Waialai Country Club in Honolulu. The closing final round saw him squeeze past third-round leader Hayden Buckley, who'd been chasing his first title on the tour. And a quick look at the weather for t this afternoon and tonight. It'll be cold, mainly cloudy and dry, with moderate to fresh northerly winds. And the outlook, it'll stay persistently cold in the morning for the next couple of days, but it'll be mainly fine later on in the week. Please be advised the red fire danger warning is in force and the cold weather warning is also in effect. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The new director of the liaison office says he'll spare no effort to ensure the steady implementation of one country, two systems. And the Consumer Council warns that dating apps can come with hidden dangers. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
tonight. Good afternoon. It's the Brew Until 2. We're going to slope off to Ho Chi Minh City sometime soon. Catch up with our mate Neil Runciman. Never knew this thing of a stranger 